Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy. And we are here to bring you all the action from day two of the Natsu Basho taking place in Tokyo, Japan. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Robert, who is Sumo Mainichi's official correspondent in Japan. He is at the Koku Gikan today, or he was at the Koku Gikan today. He's probably home now. He filed a report. Over to you, Robert. Hey Sumo Mainichi, this is Robert. Just wanted to share a little on-the-ground reporting from Kokugikan with you guys. Uh, I just found out that as of this basho, they are allowing food and drink uh, back in Kokugikan in the stands again. And that does in fact include alcohol. So I am sitting here on the south side with my Kirin Ichiban, uh, right in the front row on the second floor. Just waiting for the Makuchi belts to start. A little weather report too, I think it was 14 degrees and cloudy right now, but the wind's a little bit chilly, so it's nice to be uh, inside and out of that weather for the time being. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot more rowdy, I think, than January was. They're getting back to uh, normal now, and I'm hearing a couple of people yell at some names, a lot of big oohs and ahs for some of the Jurio matches, so we're, we're definitely getting there, and it's, it's uh, looking like maybe by the summer we'll be back to where we were pre-corona, if we can all be so lucky. Sumo is back. It's been confirmed by Robert. Thank you so much for sending us in that report. We always said that we would know when Sumo's back from people calling out. We didn't know this was happening. We've been clued in. Well, this is huge news. You said it yesterday. There was something different about that day one crowd. Yeah. Little bit louder, little bit, as Robert said, rowdier. And this is when you start to feel sumo happening, right? Oh, it's just such good news, especially since we're we're hoping to go in September. <laughs> Fingers crossed we've bought tickets and, yeah, to know that we'll be able to also buy a uh, Kirin Ichiban and uh, sit in the <laughs> first row of level two and just have a great time. I, I do have to say, actually, that Robert did send in a message <laughs> later saying, that they just got a warning. An announcement came up, please don't yell, clap to cheer for the matches. So um, I think that the Japanese sumo crowd is really taking what they've been given, i.e. alcohol and, you know, a little bit of the ability to cheer well, now and, and really running with it. And maybe the organisers are a bit like, oh, hey, hey, we're moving too fast. Look, the JSA, you can pick one of these two things. Let people drink <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. Or not scream. Oh, you can't at, have them both. They might be quite related. To well, be exactly. I mean, there's a guy up the back screaming rear end for sure. It's just stupid. <laughs> uh, well, thank so you, Robert. So good to hear it's back. And thanks so for doing. Thanks for doing the weather report as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Took care of that, and um, I am extremely jealous that you were there today watching all the action, and I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Jurio, let's talk about that. Hokuseiho, he's not in Jurio quite yet, but we're looking forward to him coming back. But I did just switch it on in, in time to see him winning today, so that's great news for him. Atami Fuji, though, he got dumped by Hiradumi after a really good fight by him, though. And the reason I bring this up is that he was actually dumped straight down on top of Nishonozeki. So on day two, I got to see with my very own eyes um, Nishonozeki Oyakara ex Kisnesado um, having a guy already fall on him. And I can tell you, I can report in that he's mastered the face of, uh, oh, someone's just fell on me, yuck. Mm. He, he he was perfect then. He looked very stern. Well, he was known as a great defensive ricochet. I thought we'd <laughs> see some of these skills come into play as a shimpan, but He no. evaded all right. Yeah, he, he evaded did. a he little did. bit. 
Aqua, he was up against Riordan. He put up a good fight. He got his hands on the belt. He locked up Riordan's movement, but he was eventually flung to the ground by Riordan, who moves to two and zero. Aqua, one and one. And Chiamaru was on the front foot today against Tsurugisho. He pulled off his second win. Tsurugisho now one one. And the three Tsurugisho fans I saw in the crowd with homemade <laughs> signs, which seems to be really the flavour of this basho, uh, were left disappointed today. Well, it was good to see Chianakuni turn up today and he fought his heart out against Hidenumi, but you could just see the point where he ran out of steam after a longish bout here. Hidenumi yeah. really made him work. The endurance looks like it might be an issue for Chianakuni. Hidenumi he tried so hard. Oh, he really did. Hidenumi one and one. Chinakuni zero and two. We saw first wins today from Takakento, Shohozan, Bushozan. Looking better today. Yeah, totally. Asanowaka against Enho, uh, Dayamami and Mitoriu. Yep, that is Jurio. So let's move on to Makuchi, the top level today. And the first bout was between Kagiyaki and Midori Fuji. And Midori Fuji, he was looking great today, all up in Kagiyaki's business. He reached low for the front of the Mawashi Endo style and then he darted away. He gave himself some room. He stepped to the side of Kagiyaki, grabbed the shoulder and we all know what Midori Fuji can do with the shoulder. Yeah, big Katasakashi win for Midori Fuji, but he really dumped Kagiyaki down like a ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. He's just so good with that. He's so strong. There's something about his his movement that allows him to get into that position, and when he finds it, he knows what to do. It, it doesn't look forced, though. No, that's true. There are other rikishi we've seen, a.k.a. Akua. Mm who sometimes labours a uh, kimarete to try to get it going, it looks perfectly natural and part of Midori Fuji's flow in a bout. And I don't feel he's looking for it. I feel that he just sees it when it uh, presents itself. Yeah, that's a really good point because he does it against such a variable Ugh. type of opponent as well. Like Kagiyaki's much bigger than him. He had to kind of reach up and grab it. And so, yeah, I think you're... You might be right that he's good at, rather than being great at doing it, he's good at looking out for yeah, opportunities yeah. where he can do it. Exactly. Midori Fuji, that's his first win. One and one, Kagiyaki, same score. Korokuzan and Ichiyamamoto were up next. Ichiyamamoto slapped away at Korokuzan before sporadically dropping his head in between those thrusting attacks. I don't know if he was looking for the belt, but what it did do was to move Kotokuzan back to the bales. Kotokuzan stepped aside, kept the bout alive, but Ichiyamamoto, he began his campaign again, and this time on the bales, Kotokuzan couldn't find a way out. Oshidashi win for Ichiyamamoto. Yeah, great for him. The arms are definitely back. I wonder if that that ducking low, because I saw did that you as see well. It? Yeah. yeah. I wonder whether it was um, a way of staying more stable and defending a little bit. It I did look like it. he used it offensively to push forward, but he wasn't being sort of thrown around like he has been when his form's been a bit off. So he was able to get into the right position to find the win. It's two days in a row that poor old Kotokuzan has made a really <laughs> oh, good mate. effort. He's yeah. been doing yep. his brand of sumo, I would say, but not quite pulled it off. He's zero and two Ichiyamamoto. That's two wins for him. Oho up against Azamaru. It's a Jurio rematch. Azamaru going for the Maimawashi grip on Oho, but Oho moved forward quickly to force his hand off the belt. That was really successful. And there was a bit of a crucial moment after this where Oho powered forward 
and he managed to stay stable at the point where Azamaria tried to throw him down right on the bales. I feel like sometimes in the past this has been a point where he has fallen or allowed himself to be moved down. But today he kept his feet, he came forward again and he got Azamaria out Yorikiri. Well, not a great start for Azamaru in his third basho at Makauchi. Uh, in his two previous performances, he's had at least one win after yeah. the first two days. Yeah, right. Yeah, but good to see uh, Oho move such a, a big and stable and defensive opponent like Azamaru so easily. Oho, one and one. Yeah. Next bout of the day, Yutakiyama and Meisei. Yutakiyama did an amazing job of containing Meisei's touchy eye. Yutakiyama went on the attack there, moved forward gradually. But on three and maybe four occasions, Meisei was able to step aside and almost grab the arm of Yutakiyama and rotate himself out of the way. Yutakiyama, he was persistent. He kept at it and eventually forced Meisei to step across the bales. Yeah, an absolute brawl this one, wasn't it? They, a lot of back and forth. I felt like maybe here, uh, Itakiyama having an opponent like Meisei, who has dropped all the way down, but he's obviously top class mm. when he's in form. I feel like it made Itakiyama get even more fired up and try extra hard. He was really keen to win and his movement around the doyo was really fast and strong and he starved Meisei of room. Yeah, he really did. In the yeah. end. And it felt to me like a much higher up bout, didn't it? Oh, yeah. And great to see you, Takiyama, open this basho with two wins. Yep. Love to see it. Meisei is one and one. Miyogiryu and Chiyotaryu were up next. Miyogiryu, he charged forward and Chiyotaryu felt the pull down deep in his bones. He could feel this guy coming at him. He wrapped his arms around Miyogiryu's head and pulled down with all his might. But <laughs> Miyogiryu had heaps of momentum here. It was too much and Chiyotaryu was taken out before Miyogiryu went down. It did look close. I wondered whether um, there would be a Monoe or Chiyotaryu could, uh, had managed to balance on the edge, but it was given to Miyogiryu and this looked like the right call. I completely agree. I was thinking this would definitely be a Monoe. Yeah. It even looked close on the replay. Yeah, and they did sort of zoom in on those feet mm. of Chiyotari. He did try to stand up on the bales. Yeah, but a better start for Miyogiryu this time around. Two and zero, Chiyotaryu still looking for that first win on zero and two. Sadanumi up against Chiyoshoma. Will Chiyoshoma hanker today? Yes. He did not. Ah. And in fact, it was the complete opposite of a hanker for Chiyoshoma. A very, very crisp touchy eye is the way I would describe it. Chiyoshoma forced Sadanumi into a defensive response immediately. As Sadanumi moved forward to establish himself on the back, Chiyoshoma, he was stable. He anchored himself and twisted Sadanumi down to the ground. I did hear on Abema uh, the commentators say that they thought that he might do a hanker as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was either that they thought he might or will he, but they definitely said hanker straight before the touchy eye here. But yeah, as you said, it was just a, a genius shitatenage yeah, win in the end from Chiyoshoma. Really strong sumo. So who's out of the comp today? Oh yeah, I can have a look. So um, Juan's worth. Okay. Juan's worth from no, uh, Twitter. No t-shirt for you. No. <laughs> Sadanumi one and one, and that's Chiyoshoma's first win. He's on the same score. Okanumi and Aoyama came up next, and Aoyama had his, uh, his push mode activated today. He was looking to move forward. He did. He took Okanumi right to the edge. Okanumi, he, he was able to dance away. He's not showing 
the form that has got him right up to the top of the Banzuke, but he he has enough to move out of the way of Aoyama, but he couldn't do anything from there. And Aoyama was just able to turn around and push forward again. It was like push to one side, bulldozer, push to the other side, bulldozer. And he was able to shove Okunumi out. Yeah, I, I think this was impressive sumo from Aoyama today. You don't always see him look this stable when he's exploring mm. so much of the doyo. Yeah, the, the feet right. kept up with the pushing attacks. He would be very, very happy. Yep. His style of sumo takes him to two and zero. His new style of sumo. New, well, oh, I guess it's not new anymore, is it? It's not new. It's just it was just particularly well executed yep. today. Absolutely, Okunumi. He's one and one. Nishikigi up next against Tochinoshin. Tochinoshin landed a nice left hand belt grip out of the touchy eye, but Nishikigi just wasn't bothered. <laughs> he moved Tochinoshin towards the bales. Did you see this? Yeah. Just normally that kind of belt grip from Tochinoshin out of the touchy eye, you're done. Yeah. it's It really says something that he couldn't. Certainly. Uh, Nishikiki just, it was almost like he leant forward and just moved back. Tochinoshin rallied on the bales and then worked them back to the middle. And I thought, this one's on. But from here, it was all Nishikiki. Just lent that body in and he delivered Tochinoshin across the bales with ease, Oshitoshi. Yeah, not just across the bales, unfortunately, oh, but he, he fell off. Over, yeah. yeah, and this was bad news for him because he, he seemed to fall awkwardly. It was probably really hard on one of the legs and he he struggled to get up a little bit, uh, um, which is just a real problem for him if if one piece of him, one more piece of him breaks, I think it, it might be. You know, close to the end, he was limping back on, found it hard to get back onto the doyo. Yeah. So. I mean, Tochinoshin's knees are, are very heavily strapped at the best yeah. of times. I imagine he probably has trouble getting out of bed in the morning. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like, no, I think no. that the knees have had a hard life. Yep. Yep. Well, he limped out down the Hanamichi. Mm. So, not great signs for Tochinoshin. And uh, the fans in the audience that I saw, they're showing a lot of fans today, doing a little dance yeah. for him before. Yeah. Uh, they did not see him pick up a win today. He's zero and two, Nishikigi one and one. The next bout was Shimano Umi and Kodoshoho. And Kodoshoho, I think he was pretty keen for a win today after yesterday's loss to Teretsuyoshi and he just went beast mode. He went for the throat of Shimano Umi. No shenanigans allowed this time. Thank you. Shimano Umi couldn't move to the side and was taken straight out. Wow, a powerful performance from Kodoshoho today. Just Gave Shimano Umi nothing, nowhere yep. to go. Yep. <laughs> the only way was out. <laughs> yeah, the and only a, way is out. <laughs> uh, and a very stylish way for Kodoshoho to bring up his first win, his one and one, Shimano Umi zero and two. Teretsuyoshi up against Kodoeko and couldn't you tell, the crowd loved the salt throw today. <laughs> That's what happens. Now, how do you feel about being taken to task for your uh, oh, call look, of Teretsuyoshi's uh, henker yesterday? Look, it's fair uh. enough. It's fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I know uh, about as much about sumo as the average person on the street, I would say. So me being taken to task. I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, it's completely fine. The, the street and, near the Kokugikan maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's fine. I, I, I respect uh, people coming at me. Yeah. On, on social media. And in <laughs> hindsight, I'd like to change what I said yesterday. Okay. It wasn't a hanker. Okay. Um, I don't do well with peer pressure. Apology corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back right down. But today, Teretsuyoshi was up against Kotoeko. And Kotoeko 
seemed to hold himself back at the touch. I didn't commit too hard. He let Teretsuyoshi approach before stepping aside. Kodoeko then shifted Teretsuyoshi around his body and slapped Teretsuyoshi down as he stumbled forward. This is a classy Hataki Komi win. Classy and Hatakikomi don't go together all that often, <laughs> yeah. but they did today. Did it look like a bit of a bit of ballet or oh, something? Oh, that was beautiful work from Kotoeko. <laughs> yeah, I think he certainly took advantage of uh, Teretsuyoshi not moving his his right foot forward at the correct time and and a little bit of a slip there and nothing impressive, just a big old W on day two for Kotoeko. That's 2-0 for him, Teretsuyoshi, one win, one loss. Ura and Takara Fuji came up against each other next and Ura at the touchy eye darted around to his right. Was that a meet and move? I oh. felt like that was a, a yeah, oh, well, some kind of thing. Geez. <laughs> I'm shaken. Yeah, you, you're not <laughs> willing to commit there. <laughs> well, I, I just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, I think he really, he didn't hit uh, Takara Fuji straight on. Mm. So I think for me this was a bit of a, a Harama Fuji non-henker. I haven't said oh, that for so hanker. long. Half hanker. Half hanker. H and H. Yeah, but that's. I, but I think that from there evolved to the meet and move. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I haven't thought of that move in a long time. Yeah, the sort of move to the side that means you don't move head on, but you you're uh, pushing straight from the side, and that's what I feel like Ura did here. And not only the move, but he grabbed Takara Fuji's left arm in a hold. That's a that's a good thing to do. Stops him moving so freely. And then Ura's uh, pushing and his timing of the pushes in particular worked really well for him. He got low and he was able from there to take Takara Fuji out. Mm, I, I can't believe this ploy worked against Takara Fuji. Mm. I mean, this seems to be what Ura is working towards with that low style, um, trying to stay mobile. Uh, yeah, this one was a big question mark for me. I feel like Takara Fuji, the businessman, has had a few late nights where he's been asked to work, you know, yeah. until one or two in the morning and he's just turned up and not really been yeah, quite he's phoned it in a bit. with it this time. Zero two, I guess, you know, he sh- I, I just, I didn't need him to win this. I just needed him to put up more of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because every day we wonder what Ura is going to do. And yep. He hasn't looked great and I, I just didn't think he'd have such an easy yeah, win. Yeah, exactly right. That's Ura's first win. He is one and one. Well, up next, we had Wakamoto Haru up against Tobizaru. Tobizaru, I've got to say, he was smart at the touchy eye here. He got in and under and really prevented Wakamoto Haru from establishing that belt hold. Tobizaru moved quickly here, yanked on Wakamoto Haru's arm, causing Wakamoto Haru to lose his balance, crashed to the floor in quite an awkward manner. Yeah, it was kind of a spinning crash, wasn't it? Mm. And so that always is a big worry because it means that something might be twisting, which is not good in a knee joint or an ankle, um, you know, for something overextending. And in fact, he looked bad getting up. So it looked to be his right leg. He yep. was wincing when he got up. He was wincing getting off the doyo and walking down the Hanamichi. Walked very slow. And in fact, he walked out past his Oyakata, ex-Sokukurai, uh, Arashio Oyakata, who mm. he tried to make eye contact with and Arashio just turned his head away. He's yeah, like, he I'll was, deal with that disgusted. later. I'm not not thinking about that right now. It was There was a real conundrum for the vision switches at NHK because at the same time you had Wakamoto Haru dramatically tumbling to the ground. Oh, yes. You had Tobi Zaru. <laughs> uh, his momentum took him well into maybe the sixth or seventh row. He is a man who does not 
ever try to uh, arrest his momentum. No, no. <laughs> He's a man of the people. He just, you know, he, he wins. He wins. And it, there wasn't even a a throwing movement or there wasn't anything particularly. It was more that he was trying to avoid stepping on Wakamoto Haru, wasn't it? So oh, he ended yeah, up that's just true. running into, the, into yep. the crowd again. Well, he continues to impress Tobizaru. Yeah, yeah. It it was a movement that led to the win for sure. Yep. Oh, I think he I absolutely managed this one. I'm just really one. worried about Wakamoto Look, Haru. We all are, but we'll wait and see what happens there. Yep. Tobizaru, two and zero. Wakamoto Haru, one and one. Endo came up next against Onosho. And gee, Onosho, after his great bout yesterday, looks to be recapturing the vibe of 2017 when everyone thought he was the next <laughs> Ozeki. <laughs> I just remember those great times and after two days I will not hesitate to go straight back into them. The touchy eye, he rocked Endo. He was off balance from the start, Endo. One leg dragging backwards and Onosho found the face and the armpits and it was all over in a couple of seconds. Huge power from him. Yeah, wasn't it great to see? And this is no mean feat to obliterate Endo out of the touchy eye. He's Mm. solid there. Mm. Uh, Onosho can look so dangerous when he's, when the rhythm's working, the speed, the power. And we get a good strut from him. We get a good winning face. I really did enjoy that. Good to see. And hopefully he can carry that forward. He's two and zero now. Endo one and one. Moving into the Sanyaku ranks now, we had Maegashira 4, Takanosho up against Komasubi Daesho, fresh off that big win against Yokozuna Terunofuji yesterday. It was a good touchy eye from Daesho, but Takanosho stood Daesho up and that let him stay in this bout where many other Rikishi would have crumbled under that attack. Daesho attacked again. Takanosho shot to the side. And when Daesho launched his next attack, Takanosho deftly slipped away to the other side, leaving Daesho completely off balance. And Takanosho closed this one out, Tsukiyotoshi. I think it was a good move for Takanosho to come forward so quickly. It might have surprised or freaked Daesho out a little bit because he's the one used to yeah, attacking. It's, it's brave. So quickly it was brave. But he read Daesho really well and the, that step aside was was stellar, really good reading of his opponent, I think. That's the way Daesho can lose and yep. I think Takanosho remembered back to his Sekiwake days and, and was able to implement that. He did look like that, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, just reading him well. Mm, mm. Very much so. And a great way for Takanosho to bring up his first win, his one and one Komasubi Daesho, same score. Sekiwake, Wakataka Kage was up next against Magashira 3, Tamawashi. There was a mata from Tamawashi and I feel like it might have been on purpose to state his intent of, <laughs> look, mate. Coming forward. I'm coming forward yeah. and I'm coming for you. It was a, a bit of a stare down on the Shikiri Sen. They, they were really, it wasn't a long one, but it was, to me, it felt intense. At the Tachi Eye Tamawashi, he stayed strong as Wakataka Kage came into his space Tamawashi got his hands on Wakataka Kage's face. Wakataka Kage preferred under the arms. They were sort of pushing at each other at this stage. It was a real duel, but it was Tamawashi who got Wakataka Kage on an off angle. Angles are so yeah. important in sumo and was able to thrust Wakataka Kage down to the dirt. This was a surprise, but also not a surprise at all. Yeah. We thought Tamawashi had the experience to handle yep. Wakataka Kage. And I think we saw that in the way this bout played out, Wakataka Kage was wild but didn't look in control. Mm. Contrast Mm. that with Tamawashi who seemed to be moving in slow motion. 
kept his eyes locked on Wakataka Kage through the entire bout. It just, it just felt like two different styles, two different maturities almost. Yeah. And Tamawashi made this look easy. Yeah, it was his first win against Wakataka it was Kage, in which. Five meetings. Yeah, yeah. Five losses before and then this mm. is the sixth. And I guess that's a surprise to me because I, I would have expected this to happen before in my my reading of, of Tamawashi. And I think it was um, – I think it's a real tribute to the way that Wakataka Kage has improved his sumo. So today was a bit of a surprise but I felt it in Tamawashi when he's uh, – because of that win yesterday – when he's confident in himself, he can pull off something like this. Yeah, absolutely right. Great stuff. Tamawashi 2 and 0. And look, I've got to be honest with you, our listening audience, who we respect so dearly. I did say to you, Tamawashi Yusho. <laughs> I did. <laughs> There's nothing we love better than a day one prediction than a day two prediction. Yeah. Because the thing is, day two, the excitement of the Basho coming back is over. Yeah. You've got through that heady, oh, wow, sumo. Anything back. could happen. The the Monday is often a more sober time. Mm. But and so you've gone out on a not for me. No, not for me. <laughs> I I just threw it out there just to see how it landed. It felt good, didn't it? Oh, it didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Tamawashi 2-0, Wakataka Kage 1-1. Hokuto Fuji up next against Abi, and I always love to see these two rikishi go at it. But today it was all Abi as he did his style of sumo perfectly. The opening series of attacks had Hokuto Fuji in all sorts of trouble, and all he could do was to go backwards and over the bales. A powerful win from Sekiwake Abi. Yeah, I mean, I said yesterday that when Abi's attack works for him, I can't understand how people could ever combat it. And today was one of those days. I think I got a little bit of a insight today into what wrong, what went wrong though, because I, I did watch the Tachi really carefully to try and see what might have happened. And Hokuto Fuji was slow yeah, to react and agree. he didn't put his arms up quickly. Yeah, I do think that that disruption of Abi's attack depends on moving his arms out of the way to some extent. Obviously, you've got to time that right. You've got to get everything happening for you there or you've got to get up under him. But Hokuto Fuji didn't do any of that. He well, was too slow. He was too slow. And, I mean, the touch, the rhythm of a touchy eye is so hard to read. And you're right, if you don't get that split-second timing right mm. on that first W attack, everything else from there is very, very hard work. But this was his style of sumo today. Well, it wasn't. It was like Hokuto Fuji didn't know it was coming. Yeah. We all know it's coming. Yep. you got to be quicker than that. He's zero and two, which is disappointing for him so far at Magashira three. But no doubt we'll see the Hokuto Fuji spirit continue. Sekiwake Abi, his one and one. That's his first win. Ozeki Mitakumi was next up against Komasubi Hoshoryu, who hasn't managed to beat Mitakumi yet in his career in three tries. And it sort of feels like, He's his next checkpoint in a way through yeah. the, the game of sumo. And today, well, he passed the checkpoint. I'm just going to tell you straight out. Straight off the touchy eye, he lashed out an arm, Hoshoryu, and he took Mitakumi by the neck. Mitakumi, he knows how to shake this off, and he did, but it looked like he was maybe a little bit surprised or a little bit off balance, and Hoshoryu was able to get on his left side, turn him around, and shove him out. Yeah, I think you're right. It was all set up from that opening attack from Hoshoryu. Yeah, like, the arm I, just shot out. Shot out. That's and, what Hokuto Fuji should have done. And it wasn't It wasn't that it hit 
Mitakumi particularly hard, it just disrupted Mitakumi from getting settled. Mm. And Hoshoryu just overran him here. This is a big win for Hoshoryu. Absolutely. And it's a real comeback from um, losing on oh, yesterday. day one against Endo, <clears throat> which is a, about well, that maybe he shouldn't have lost. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a low quality bout, I think, which is the most disappointing thing. A loss doesn't worry Hoshoryu, but the way he lost yesterday, yeah. he would have copped a roasting <laughs> on the lineup. <laughs> yep. He got a, a yelling out and he turned it around today to beat the Ozeki Mitakumi. He, he looked stoic afterwards, but I mean, I don't know why I say that because everyone does basically. It would have been a surprise for him on day two to lose. Absolutely. So have we said the scores? Hoshori one and one, uh, Ozeki Mitakumi on the same score. Maegashira 2, Kirubiyama was up next against Ozeki Takakesho. Kirubiyama came out initially trying to take Takakesho on at his own game, throwing out some high thrusting attacks that stopped Takakesho from finding his own rhythm. It was actually Takakesho was the one here to step in, move in close to try to stifle those Kirubiyama attacks, which you don't often see. Kirubiyama then responded with a very, very dramatic hand jammed under the Takakesho throat, throwing his head back. It seemed to last forever. But Takakesho, he was calm. He broke that hold, reversed their position, and then bodied Kirabiyama over the bales for an amazing Yachty Kitty win. It was good. And it was, I'll say that it was an MNW for Takakesho, a much needed win on day two, do you think? Well, I would say probably not from a numbers perspective. No, no, no. But from, from a, a confidence from perspective. From a confidence, from a heart perspective Absolutely. from him. He, he's... I feel like he's an emotional guy oh, totally. and to get two in a in a row for no reason when you're not even Cardaban and there's not a whole lot of pressure on you, that that would have been a problem. Yeah, because he goes zero two, suddenly the media is sniffing around. I think so. They want to know what's you going on. You don't want to go zero yeah. two when you're Ozeki. Um Kirabiyama, he he struggles with Takakesho. <laughs> yeah. He, he's beaten him, but he doesn't beat him a lot. And I do feel like this I do feel like he tried really well today. Good plan, but Takakesho's comeback was even better. Getting into that close position where he almost went for a mawashi hold. <laughs> and Takakesho doesn't really do mawashi holds. He went for it. He reached out his arm. He landed it. He didn't need to didn't do know much what to with, do it with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his uh, body was already going forwards mm. and he took Kirabiyama straight out, but he got it and it was really good movement from him. I love seeing Takakesho fight this way. Where it's a bit more dynamic and unpredictable. Yep. It's not the thrust, thrust, thrust win. Great stuff for him. He's feeling confident going into day three. I'm feeling confident <laughs> for him going into day three. Kirabiyama on one and one as well. Well, we have Kodnawaka and Shodai as well. Now, if Daesho is Terunofuji's nemesis at the moment, Kodnawaka has to be a bit of one for Shodai perhaps <laughs> because he's come up against him twice before in September of last year and March of this year, and he's beaten him both times. Hang on, does two losses make a nemesis of Maybe. someone? Okay. Maybe not because Shodai's not really like... Would three losses to Kodnawaka make him a nemesis? Oh, well, I mean... Maybe I'll just get into Let's the bout. <laughs> <laughs> there was a huge body clash, two big guys hitting each other, and then they circled around chest to chest. Kodnawaka tried to really body Shodai around, tried to throw him down, but uh, Shodai himself got on the belt and held himself a little bit stable. They got to the edge and Shodai went down. So Kodnawaka threw Shodai down. His hand touched the ground 
outside the uh, the Tawara. Definitely a loss. But Kodnawaka had stepped out at the same time and it looked really, really close. And I was certain I'd looked away. I'd started to think about the Monoe and what it was going to show. I started to get ready to watch a replay, which I always need to concentrate on. But there was no Monoe called and the win was given to Kotnawaka. It was very weird. As our official Sumo Mainichi correspondent Robert had said, people were drinking today. <laughs> yeah. They were rowdy. And by this part of the day, the second last bout, they were maggot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they'd been given a warning. They'd been told you can't scream. And what we heard after this bout was silence. Yes. As everyone waited for the Monoe. Yes. The Monoe that was clearly, clearly needed here. And it didn't come. Didn't come. Nothing. No rustling of the skirts. No one no. getting up. There was I, one person, one chimpanzee responsible for it. It was right next to him. There was one shimpan who should have done it, but the reason they have multiple shimpan <laughs> is anyone can do it. Yeah. And I thought this was an outrage that this wasn't looked at. I Looking at the replay, it might have gone either way, but it needed a second look. Yep. Unbelievable that, that this was given to Kodnawaka and not challenged. Yeah, and it was a step out for Kodnawaka. And so it it's not like there was any dead body rule or anything nope. that, you know, anyone was in, uh, in a superior approach particularly superior position. Kodnawaka, I would say, definitely had the upper hand in this bout. He looked more in control. He was initiating. He was going th for the move. Shodai looked much more defensive. But that's Shodai's freaking sumo. So, Well, I was going to say, counterpoint to that, I want to say how good Shodai looked being off balance and out of control. <laughs> he he kept himself in this. I thought he fought really well uh, under duress. Mm. So yep. the fact it was this close is credit to him. So Look, can I, I use the, the nemesis term yes, now, you can perhaps? now. You, especially after this. Because That's three wins. this feels like unfinished business, though. Yeah, three wins against Shodai as an Ozeki. Uh, Kodnawaka looking really strong. Just doesn't look out of place at all, I think, is yeah, exactly my overall right. feeling about Kodnawaka in the joy. is that he's just standing up and uh. contributing there's no worry about him. Like sometimes with Hoshoryu, I think, oh, should he be up here? Has he been coming up here so fast? And I think he's going to achieve a lot, but, you know, will it take a little bit of time? Kodnawaka, he just belongs there, doesn't he? I completely agree. And what a great way for him to start at Maegashira 2, 2 and 0. Ozeki Shodai, 0 and 2. Yeah, don't like Now, it. am I worried? Absolutely yeah. not. Oh. He, there's 13 days to go. <laughs> I, thought you were, no. I thought you were worried. Nope, not at all. 13 days to go. Start slowly, lift the intensity. He probably needs a win tomorrow, though. Yeah, might need one. <laughs> that brings us to the final bout of the day. Yokozuna Terunofuji up against Maegashira 1, Takiyasu. Takiyasu knew Terunofuji was coming for the belt out of the touchy eye, but there was little he could do as Terunofuji lent in and secured a grip. Takiyasu dug his feet in, uh, locked them up and made himself very hard to move. But eventually, Terunofuji drove him back to the bales, but Takiyasu managed to survive this scare and he worked them back to the middle of the doyo. Takiyasu here tried a, uh, what's it called? Makakai. Makakai, mm. a, a grip flip. Mm. Tried to work his arms inside Terunofuji, which I don't think was a bad ploy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought at the time, yes, try something else mm. because Terunofuji's... Um, he had the belt. He, Takiyasu was in trouble here. Yeah. 
he was in trouble and so a grip flip is often a good way to, you know, move yourself into a different position and, and try another angle. But and a Morizashi is a good thing to go yeah. for. He was trying for the arms around the body. But Terunofuji, when he feels that, he, that's another one of his preferred positions, right? He loves being on the belt and then he, he also loves clamping his elbows down on your arms when yeah. they're around his body. So it, it feels like the grip flip didn't lead to a good situation. It didn't. Because as you said, Terunofuji read this uh, perfectly. He exploded forward, dropped his grip of Takiyasu and twisted Takiyasu's arm, forcing him to the ground for a Kotenage win. Yes. So it definitely shows that Terunofuji, even though he can't win the way he wanted to, he does have options. We've commented on that before, that if the drive forward and the belt grip doesn't work, we've been impressed when he didn't have the injury by his him finding other ways to win. Mm. And today I, I'm almost even more impressed because with a battered body and his injuries, he's found, you know, he tried two or three ways and then, you know, Takiyasu kind of gifted it to him at the end uh, with with that grip flip. But still, uh, look, you know to what? be able I, to take advantage of it. It was over. Yeah. It was over. It might have been actually by that point Yeah, anyway. it was over. And yeah. I think he just... He knew he had to try something mm. and it was over. <laughs> yeah. Takiyasu may be looking a little bit uh, down after the excitement and the hype of last time around. It must be so hard to back it up after that that hype. He's zero and two after two days and Ternafuji's eked out a win somehow. He is one and one. Well, that's it for the bouts for day two. Let's have a look at the action in Sanyaku for day three. Takanosho takes on Abi. Wakataka Kage takes on Endo. And probably what I'm picking is going to be bout of the day, Daisho and Shodai. Oh, yeah. They've met 18 Gosh. times before. It's 11-7 Daisho's way, but Shodai will be lifting the intensity tomorrow, I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah, I need, I need to see, yeah, what the uh, record is recently. Yeah, Shodai has lost the last three against Daisho. So oh, okay. He's, he's coming in with it. All right. Scratch that. Okay. Bout of the day, Mitakumi <laughs> and Kodnawaka. Yes, that's that the bad of the big. day. I that like will that. That be very big. But what if I tell you that following that we have Takiyasu Takakesho? Bad of the day. Eight, nine <laughs> Takakesho's way. And then we finish off day three with Terunofuji and Kirubiyama. Oh. They've met six times and Kirubiyama has never troubled the scoreboard. Yeah, he finds it difficult against. Uh, uh, I said today found it difficult against uh, Takakesho, but we've seen it as well against Terunofuji. Absolutely. Struggles a little bit. So that will be day three. We will be here with you for it to tell you about all the action and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Yeah.